You are listening to episode 12 of the Student Motivation Nation podcast. We're here because we want to be, dang it. Welcome to Student Motivation Nation, where we take psychological research out of the lab and into your classroom. And now your host, Melissa Feasting. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Student Motivation Nation podcast. I hope that you are having a super lovely week. This episode is going to be rounding out this month's discussion of self-determination theory. Now, stop, collaborate, and listen to episode number nine if you haven't already. Episode nine is going to give you the background in self-determination theory that is intrinsic motivation that you'll need to understand what I am babbling about during this podcast. So now that everybody's up to speed, we're going to keep talking about how do we support intrinsic motivation in the classroom, or at least avoid undermining intrinsic motivation in the classroom. Now we've talked about two of the core fundamental needs already. We talked about how we can support feelings of relatedness in the classroom, and how and why this supports intrinsic motivation, or that feeling that I'm just doing this for the task's sake, or for other internal reasons. And we've also talked about how supporting feelings of competency or self-efficacy in your class can also help support intrinsic motivation. We're rounding off the month with arguably the biggest fundamental need in from the self-determination theory perspective is autonomy. A whole slew of research suggests that the more that you support autonomy in your classroom, the more this will support your students' more internal styles of motivation, which is good because as you know, the more internal that motivation is, the more that your students are doing it for some sort of internal self-driven reasons, the higher quality of motivation that is, the more this motivation is going to be predicting things like persistence, performance, and just doing things. Now, autonomy in the self-determination theory sense is a feeling of doing something due to one's own volition or through one's own free will or through one's own choice. Now, autonomy often does get confused with feelings of independence or individualism, of saying, I'm doing this all by myself. But that's not actually what we're talking about when we talk about autonomy. People can perfectly well be saying that I'm connecting with other people, I'm pursuing other goals because of the people I value around me. It's not about being independent or individualistic, but it's about saying that I feel like this is my choice. I'm doing this because I want to be doing it, not because anyone else is saying anything. The more that you support autonomy in the classroom, the more this is going to support your students' interest and intrinsic motivation. So we're going to get right down to it. How is it that you do support autonomy in the classroom? Some of this has been sort of teased in episode nine when we were talking about external pressures. But we're in this episode, we're going to be talking about two sort of teaching, two teaching styles, one that supports autonomy and the one that undermines feelings of autonomy. So often due to structural things that you may not be able to control, although there might be some things you can control, sometimes school can feel like a lot of external coercion is going on. And students may feel like they don't have a choice or a voice in things. But the more that you can find places, little and big, for your students to feel as though they have a voice and a choice in what they're doing, 
This is the key to supporting autonomy. So let's talk about a controlling style versus an autonomy supporting style. Trolling style teacher or educator is going to be really into external pressures to get a task done. A controlling style teacher is going to use things such as incentives very frequently for performance or for participation. They're going to say that there are consequences for your actions that I am I am going to give you and going to give a lot of directives and a lot of deadlines. Some of this honestly is more structurally based, but a more controlling style teacher will be using this even when their current school structure doesn't force this upon them. Basically, a teacher who is into a controlling teaching style is really into external pressures to get things done. I am the leader and bad things are going to happen to you. I'm going to make sure you get punished or I'm going to reward you if you do what I want or do what I don't want. You, You get the deal. On the other end of the spectrum is the autonomy supportive teacher. And this is the type of teaching style that will help support your students' intrinsic motivation. So a more autonomy supportive teacher is going to try and find ways to nurture their students' interest, preferences, choices, and curiosity. So for instance, um, a Autonomy supportive teacher is really going to take heed to what sort of interests their students have and whether they like one type of project over the other or they like one thing over the other. And also take a detour if possible to help satisfy their students' curiosity. An autonomy supportive teacher also avoids words like should, must, need, like need to. And instead we'll talk about Um, we'll use what's called non-controlling language. So instead of saying that you need to do your homework, they would be more likely to say things like, it will benefit you to do your homework because of X. So instead of focusing on that, I say you must do this, an autonomy supportive teacher is going to point out why it is in a student's best interest for them to be doing something. And it doesn't have to do with teacher rewards or punishments. It's more that good things will happen to you um, of your own free will if you study this. If you study this, you will be able to get a good grade in this class. Or if you study this, you will learn it and this will help you in your future. Things like that. They're also more likely to support value in uninteresting activities. And so what This would look like is when inevitably a boring activity comes up. No offense, it's probably not your fault. Finding ways to connect that activity to why it is important for your students. And you can check out episodes one through four of the podcast to find ways to do that. And then finally, an autonomy supportive teacher acknowledges and accepts student negative affect. For instance, if your students say, oh my gosh, another exam, I hate this. You can say, I acknowledge, sort of acknowledge that like, yes, I know you don't like this, but perhaps it will, you know, benefit you. Now, autonomy support versus control might seem to some people a little counterintuitive because sometimes people feel as though they need to give people directives and they need to give incentives and punishments to keep students in line and motivated. But it turns out that a lot of these punishments and incentives make students cue in on 
not what they're doing in the classroom, not the academic task that they're doing, but it makes them cue in on more of these external pressures. The more your students are getting external pressures, so they're getting a non-related reward for completing something, or they're going to get punished for not completing something, the less intrinsically motivated they will be. The thought, the whole thought behind self-determination theory is that the more that there's external pressures, whether it's rewards, punishments, the more that your students won't be queuing in on their own internal reasons for doing something. And this will take away their feeling that they're doing something for its own sake. And that this is really one of the most central keys to good motivation, to motivation that's going to get your students to keep performing. So for this week's teaching tweak, I urge you to consider whether you're using controlling teaching tactics in your classroom. Are there little things or even big things that you do have control over that can help you, that can help you not foster a sense in your students that they're just doing their schoolwork to avoid a punishment or get a reward? So taking out rewards out of the classroom, I talked about that in episode nine, but also rely more on not controlling language. You need to do this or you should do this, but highlight the reasons why to your students that it might benefit them to do something. So instead of saying, if you don't do your homework, you're going to get in trouble from me. Say, if you don't do your homework, you might not be able to learn this and then you won't understand it. And this is going to affect your ability to keep going in this class. In the same way, Try to promote more value in activities that your students don't find super interesting. So when they're going through a lot of something that they just find really uninteresting, try to highlight to them why it's important for them to be learning this, how either it sets them up for further goal, for further progress, or how it might be useful to to them in the future. And once again, there's a lot of ways to do that in episodes one through four. And finally, to be an autonomy supportive teacher, you can acknowledge and accept that sometimes students are just not feeling it. At my core, sometimes I do want to feel controlling in my own classroom, but I'm really working on not doing it because sometimes my students just say that I hate this assignment or I hate taking exams. Can we not take exams? And my first my first inclination is to just be like, I care about you guys, but stop being such drama queens. But you can't really do that. And instead, I try to find ways to say, yeah, I understand you don't like exams, but they help you figure out how your progress is going in the class and whether you're understanding what I'm teaching. If you have any questions about this episode, I implore you to go check out the website and send me an email and ask me if you have any questions. It's www.studentmotivationnation.com slash contact. Happy to answer any questions. I know I threw a lot at you at this episode, and that's why I've put together a freebie in the show notes that will essentially give you a bit of a do this, not that for how to support autonomy in your classroom and in turn support your students' intrinsic motivation. You can find it at the show notes at www.studentmotivationnation.com slash 12. And you can also find all of the research citations for this episode. And if you like this podcast, consider sharing it with a friend. Until then... I hope you have a really lovely week and I hope you get out there and educate and motivate and support some autonomy in your classroom. (laughs) See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Student Motivation Nation podcast. You can find us on the web at www.studentmotivationnation.com. 
Hope to see you there.